Sarah. Hey, Ben. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Hey, Paul. Well, you know, I was wondering, about three months ago, we talked to your new CEO. Yes, Prashanth. Yes. Seemed like a nice fellow. It's all right. Yeah, he was figuring stuff out. He'd been there about 22 seconds when we did the interview. Yeah, he was brand new. And I was wondering, 90 days later, if somehow we could find a way to talk to him mm. about what he's learning, what's going on. Because okay. I'm curious. Yeah, maybe we could do like a check-in. Yeah. All this right. is a completely authentic intro. <laughs> Let me uh, give him a call and see if you... Oh, here he is right oh in the room with us. Oh, my Wow, what a coincidence. So thanks so much for coming back on, Prashant. Happy to be here, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, this is this is professional right here. <laughs> this is how you do it. So Prashant, tell us a little bit about your first three months and uh, what we're going to try to do in 2020 as a company, as a community. That's what I always say when yeah. I say Yeah, that. straight, straight, straight into the... Just a little chit-chat over the coffee table. Well, you know, thanks for having me on again. It's been, uh, I think, uh, just a great first three months, 90 days. And it felt like I was, you know, going through sort of four years of college in kind of one semester. Uh, <laughs> that's how it felt. Yeah, we're a seasonal business like a lot. So we do a bit, lot of sales in the end of the year. So it was the crunch time. And you were starting. Yeah, exactly. We even had our company-wide meetup in Austin, Texas. Everybody from the company flew down there yeah. from all around the world. And it was phenomenal to see everybody in person. And we even had community members uh, effectively live stream into that session so we could actually have a conversation with them and really understand. And I interviewed them like directly to say, you know, what is your experience like? And, you know, what would you like to see improve? So a lot of that, I think, was really for me to truly appreciate, you know, just the, the great, great foundation this company has built over the past 12 years years. We're just you know, so grateful to have great founders like Jeff and, and Joel and really kind of uh, created this uh, this high, high impact organization and, and platform. So having said all that, you know, the future is really, really bright for this company because we are the de facto place for every single software engineer or any technical person around the world that is looking to answer questions, right? So if you just think about all these these massive forces converging, cloud computing, an area that I'm quite familiar with given my own history at Rackspace, big data, AI, ML, you know, this is just it's going to be such an exciting era over the next uh, decade. If you just think back 10 years ago, what the world was like, it was very, very different uh, compared to what we do today and what we take for granted. And in 10 years from now, it's all these things coming together, it's just totally going to accelerate. So what would you say, how has software development changed over the last years? Paul, Sarah, you guys have been in the industry at the keyboard for a while. What do you see? No iPhones. <laughs> Wait, really? There was no iPhones 10 years ago. No, that is true. Also just cloud, 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 serverless cloud. Yeah. It's just, that's the way that DevOps and orchestration and continuous integration and like the fact that GitHub is pushing the code to the cloud service for you whenever you push to master and, and yeah. things like that it is, uh, it means that the development cycles are just like instantaneous yeah so it changes the way that teams work it changes the way people collaborate better and faster or just faster uh, i actually think better i really do i think that there's more communication and, and faster deploy times and if you actually are getting customer feedback from the things that you're pushing into production and you're listening you're going to have a like a 50 times faster feedback loop yeah. than 10 15 years ago i heard a crazy story i was at a dinner party for the new year and a friend of mine, he's worked in the restaurant business for a long time. He owned, owned and operated a couple of restaurants and then decided to get out of that and create an app that does like payroll and hiring and all this stuff for people mm. who are in the restaurant industry but are not full-time workers. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was like, meant, it's like a SaaS business where other restaurants will use this stuff and it's an experience he had. And the whole team is him 
and then one like accountant and then four developers in Vietnam. And that's it. Yeah. And they've been going for almost a year now and trying to get to a million in ARR and then do a big round. It's like that is bananas. Yeah. Yeah, You really don't need the the world of DevOps and like the DevOps teams, the size of the teams really isn't as important anymore. It's interesting. Well, all your docs are free. I mean, seriously, like this is a big like we're we're in the room and here it's stack. Like I mean, there is you can get all of the information to bootstrap a lot of stuff. For something, what's the what was the big surprise? Like when you're like, <laughs> wait, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> uh, before you answer, Ben at one point was like, engineers are blunt. <laughs> I was a little bit surprised from a political perspective. Maybe that's because I'm a journalist and marketer. Mm-hmm. When we asked people for feedback at the all hands, how blunt some people were. I thought. That, why, why would you say that out loud? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you not want a promotion ever again? But Paul was telling me that that is kind of within the engineering culture, which is like, look, we have to make something that works, works under harsh conditions. And so we're going to be pretty harsh when we're telling you why we think it doesn't work or couldn't work. You need like an extra couple layers of skin. Yeah. 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 I would say I think the most surprising, uh, if you're looking for, you know, a positive surprise and negative surprise, you know, both those things. I think that in general, positive surprise is that the fact that the logic and system that's been in place with regards to our community and the you know, badges and why people actually come back and contribute and feel, you know, it's such a great way to give back to the community. And people are really, really excited about that after so many years. You know, they, they're still coming back. We have something like 150,000 signups every month, 12 years mm-hmm. after we were founded. The fact that we had just those sheer numbers, even today, that is like, you know, this tells me that the great system, if you will, that has been built and the logic is just so sustainable and so sustaining for such a long time. On the negative uh, side, perhaps, or, you know, perhaps an opportunity for improvement is, I think, like we just talked about the fact that software development has changed and accelerated and you have smaller and smaller teams being able to create, you know, really generational products and very, very impactful products, but not a lot. And I don't think necessarily that our own community has evolved, meaning the the same system that I described, has not necessarily evolved at the same rate or in an equivalent way to make that experience reflective of the modern developer that's that's out there. A small example of this is, I find it quite intriguing that we have, we talked about DevOps, we talked about cloud, we talked about Kubernetes and serverless, and we talked about, obviously, full stack software engineering. But we have communities on Stack Overflow. Stack Overflow is purely a kind of a software development Q&A site. Mm-hmm. And then you have sites like, you know, our, our DevOps and our software engineering and server fault, et cetera, sitting in a different place in, in Stack Exchange set of sites. And when I talk to community members, many of them did not even realize mm-hmm. that they even had access to these amazing communities that are part of that. So we just have so much work to do because a modern developer is not thinking about it as like, you know, I'm in this one silo and I'm in this one silo. It's it's really these teams are coming together very rapidly to your earlier point. And they need to be able to understand how to think about deploying Lambda on AWS and how do you think about a Python question and how do you think about, you know, a software development framework. You know, all that is connected. This is true. I wouldn't go to Stack to pick a Stack. I go there for mm-hmm. sort of tactical solutions if I'm in the middle of a problem. But you don't necessarily go there for strategy. And so that's it. But that information, I'm sure, is there if I went and looked. I'm just, because all the information is there. But are, we, are we allowed to tease a little bit about what we're doing this, you know, <laughs> this year? I think it'll be really interesting to see people better understand the network um, and understand that they can get answers to their questions about serverless and 
um, figure out their stack on Stack Overflow. I think yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, we have some ideas about how to better integrate Stack Overflow and the larger network, which I think could be really productive. And to your point, Paul, you know, there are, I think, on Stack Overflow, it's it's tactical. You come in with a question about why is this code not working? And often people say, literally share it with me. If you're not sharing the code, I'm not really yeah. going to answer your question. But then we have other sites, which are like software development or academia or workplace, where a lot of people go to ask those strategic process questions and have those discussions about like inside of a team this size, how should I think about structuring my bug reporting if I want to scale to this size? And other people come in and give their experience from having worked. One of my favorite things that I've learned since I've been here is so there's 23 million developers in the world and we have significant over double the amount of people coming to Stack Overflow per month to look at questions and answers. So there's like 46 million yeah, civilians. over 50 million. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like people Souls. that are, yeah, just coming and they have development questions. So, so wait, these are people that are clear. hobbyists. Where these does that people. 23 million number come from? Is that like from some report? Where do we get that? Where yeah, the global report of employed software developers wow. around the world. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. No, it's too many. It's too <laughs> many. Like, <laughs> like, we need a break. Everybody needs a week off. But you Pause think, for the purge. It's yeah. like people oh, that are home, they want to learn how to code. They're doing right. code for their jobs and maybe not full-time software developers. So it's really neat to think, you know, how quickly that world is growing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a great, great point, because, you know, if we have the world's developers and we believe we have, you know, pretty much the world's developers in our platform, the rest of the folks that make up the difference between 25 and 50 million are all the, the young folks from around the world, the people that are the hobbyist developers, the people that are learning and coding. And if you look at our developer survey from 2019, you will see just a massive proportion of people that are doing it as a hobby. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so there's, there's more and more, as we know, the world is becoming a software driven world. We are very significantly going to focus on making sure that we close the loop, if you will, on the feedback in the community and really kind of evolve the community to make it a lot more modern and relevant and inclusive for folks. Do you want a product idea? Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> Sandbox. You can go in and you can ask any question and people will give you positive feedback on how you did and what the question would need to be to, in order to function on the other stack sites mm. so that the mm. intimidation wouldn't be there. You could. It's a place to screw up. We actually did that exact thing. This was a test that we did at the beginning of the year last year. No, no we, I'm sorry. It was in 2017. Christine, our excellent head of design, put together this experiment where she identified mentors in the community that would come in and take a look at the sandbox. And it was generally really positive. So we took a lot of the learnings there and brought it into our new guided question asking experience. It's been really interesting to see the best way to coach people through asking a good question. Yeah, it was interesting. You were talking about all the different stack exchanges. I mean, another thing that is really attracted me to this job was that we have these incredible communities in like math and physics and space. And a lot of those areas increasingly overlap with software, rely on software. And so there's a great cross pollination there. We share like interesting questions every week on social that just come from the network. And, you know, as machine learning becomes a bigger and bigger part of what computer scientists do, you see more and more like really interesting questions coming out of that math stack exchange. I mean, that is really the most brilliant and like active working academics and researchers in the world. And it's a, it's a kind of insular community because math is like a little bit. I know I've know. tried to read yeah. it. And it, is, <laughs> yeah. it is heartbreaking because yeah. if you think of yourself as a smart person and you hit that math stack exchange, yeah, you're yeah. like, mm, yeah. no, not for okay. hunting moment. I, where you're like, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out I'm just a workaday schmo. Yeah. yeah. So Prashant, before we let you go, talk a little bit about what it's been like learning the three different product lines and where you'd like to see those go in 2020. I mean, I know one of the main goals is just to let people know, hey, we have products. <laughs> 
<laughs> there are way there are things we can do for you. But yeah, tell us a little about what you're excited about in that. Yeah, part. what are you excited about for this year? Beyond this foundation of the community, obviously, we've got these three products that I think are very, very meaningful. So specifically, our talent product, which is our job listings where developers can find roles at big tech companies that are posting their jobs. The second one where big tech companies are showcasing great developer-centric products and developers can now then look at them and actually try them and hopefully their lives get more productive. And then thirdly, our private teams product, which is effectively a private version of our public Q&A system, right? So you're able to collaborate and share knowledge uh, within your own development team, our product team, our product marketing team, uh, as you get take products to market. So, you know, we were just seeing Q4, and one of the reasons I said it was so, so busy on multiple dimensions and ramping up and wrapping up the year and kicking off 2020, is that we just saw a massive number of large enterprises looking to leverage our solution at very, very grand scales. We're talking like thousands of users. You know, Microsoft, there are about 70,000 developers uh, at Microsoft mm. using our Stack Overflow for Teams product, right? And that's, that's, not, that's not a small number of seats if you think about it. So the point is for us, from a product vision perspective, we are already sort of part of the developer workflow, but we want to be truly an indispensable part of the developer workflow where we are truly adding value to a developer as they go. And you, you mentioned this, Paul, they, people go to use GitHub, they use Jira, they use Slack, or they use Microsoft Teams, uh, and then they use Stack Overflow, but they typically go to Google, ask a question, get the answer, copy, paste their code into GitHub, and they're off and running. And so, but what we want to do is saying, listen, like if you really want to ship products, there is no better way. And we do this at Stack today. Any product that we ship or any feature that we ship is all located in a single central collaboration and knowledge sharing mechanism, which is our private stack for, for teams. That's the solution that we, that we use. So we eat our own dog food. And that enables our product management team, product marketing team, and our software development teams and engineering teams to be 100% aligned on the latest and greatest. And we use that as a way to make sure that the latest uh, information on features is, is kept alive and to enable our, you know, our go-to-market and our sales organizations to get that at any point in time. So it's nothing is out of date. They're always talking the highest context uh, information. So every company today, any tech company that's trying to ship products, this is a, a great, great solution for. So it's a, it's a very, very, I would say, exciting time for uh, not only the the Stack Overflow for Teams product, but also the other two uh, products that I mentioned. And finally, on this note, I'll mention that also very excited to bring on uh, new folks uh, to help us take this entire product set of capable or set of product capabilities uh, into the future. So we're very pleased to bring on Teresa Dietrich as our Chief Product Officer, uh, who comes from. Uh, most recently, uh, McKinsey Ventures, where she led their product engineering efforts, and then prior to that, Namely and WebMD and a you know, great web scale company. So we're really excited to bring her on and others that we will be bringing on over the next couple months. We'll have to have her on the show. I think when I heard that she was at WebMD, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's like such good experience for Stack Overflow. <laughs> <laughs> People asking, people asking questions yeah. at web scale. Yeah, yes. that makes yeah. sense. That's great. Yes, That'll sense. be great. My computer is very sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, Prashant, you're going to go uh, be a judge for our make-a-thon. I am. So we'll probably get a couple mm. new good product ideas within the next hour, and you'll come back on. Absolutely. With us. Happy okay. to do it. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be exciting. The, the the engines of innovation have started as soon as 2020 kicked off. So Yes, we're great. having a little internal hackathon to come up with some good product ideas. I yes. like CEO chats. Like, let's chat. It's yeah. good. It's good stuff. Awesome. Thank you for having me, folks. Okay. Thanks All right. For coming, coming on. on. Thanks. Bye.